Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Monday, December 11th, 2023, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of of advice on this program. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest and all information provided, anything presented here is for informational and entertainment purposes only. I am going to do a story today about AlphaGal. Now, AlphaGal is not a new superhero, although that would be a good name for one. It's the name of a uh, a syndrome caused by ticks and eating red meat. both of which I personally have experienced. So let's take a look. I posted a an article on Encouraging Angels uh, blog. That's the EA blog at encouragingangels.org. Ten new and surprising facts about alpha-gal syndrome. So I'm going to read you their def, and then I'm going to also read a little bit from the CDC. And then we're going to get into some of the strangeness of this syndrome. But this is a real thing. So let's go to this article. And again, the title of the article, 10 New and Surprising Facts About Alpha-Gal Syndrome. Uh, and this, ca- this was uh, published July of 2022 uh, at Allergy Insider by Linda Armstrong and medically reviewed by Fabio Ayashetti, MD, and Eva Sodegern, PhD. Alpha-gal syndrome is just plain weird. And the more we learn about it, the stranger it seems to get. Also known as red meat allergy and tick bite allergy, the syndrome is an allergic reaction to alpha-gal, which is a sugar molecule found in mammal meat such as beef, pork, venison, and more. But this reaction actually begins with a bite from a tick, or possibly a chigger. It works like this. The tick feasts on a mammal, such as a deer, and in doing so, it ingests alpha-gal. If it bites a human, it can transmit alpha-gal into the person's bloodstream. In some people, this triggers an immune response when the person later eats mammalian meat, which can cause mild to severe and even life-threatening symptoms. So yeah, the whole thing is pretty odd, right? But what's really strange is when people experience these symptoms, which can include hives, sneezing, stomach pain, diarrhea, vomiting, nausea, and anaphylaxis, among others. Rather than happening soon after eating, as is the case with many food-related allergies, 
Alpha-gal syndrome syndromes simply don't occur for three to six hours after eating red meat or other mammal-related products. While symptoms can occur any time of day, many patients are woken from sleep thanks to symptoms caused by the meat they ate hours earlier. Therefore, this delayed response may make it difficult to connect your symptoms to something you ate. Along with being pretty peculiar, alpha-gal syndrome is also relatively unknown. In fact, it wasn't reported until the late 2000s. Therefore, chances are that some people, including healthcare providers, still aren't familiar with it. Thus, diagnosis can be tricky. Nevertheless, the number of patients continue to rise, and scientific research on this novel but serious condition continues. And as new information comes out, the wacky factor seems to be multiplying. Now, let me step over and read um, some of the symptoms of AGS. Again, that's alpha-gal syndrome, you know, from the CDC. AGS, again, alpha-gal syndrome reactions can include hives or itchy rash, nausea or vomiting, heartburn, heartburn or indigestion, diarrhea, cough, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, drop in blood pressure, swelling of the lips, throat, tongue, or eyelids, dizziness or faintness, severe stomach pain. Symptoms commonly appear two to six hours after eating meat or dairy products or after exposure to products containing alpha-gal, such as uh, gelatin-coated medications. That would be really frustrating, would it not, that you were taking a medication that was uh, coated with gelatin, probably to help make it go down easier, and uh, you start experiencing this alpha-gal syndrome. AGS reactions can be different from person to person. They can range from mild to severe or even life-threatening anaphylaxis, which is a potentially life-threatening reaction involving multiple organ systems and may need urgent medical care. People may not have an allergic reaction after every alpha-gal exposure. If you think you have AGS, go talk to your local healthcare provider. That's the from the CDC from a publication titled Alpha-Gal Syndrome. And, um, you know, the foods that can contain alpha-gal. Again, this is from another CDC publication uh, titled Products That May Contain Alpha-Gal. And I'm just going to jump down here. Mammalian meats, such as beef, pork, lamb, venison, rabbit, etc., can contain high amounts of alpha-gal. Certain cuts of meats may contain more alpha-gal than others. For example, organ meat of animals, including liver, lung, heart, kidneys, intestines, sweetbreads, scrapple, and Rocky Mountain or prairie oysters, generally contain high amounts of alpha-gal. 
food products that contain milk or milk products typically contain alpha-gal. Many patients with AGS can tolerate milk products. Well, that's good to know. Um, Cow milk is the only alpha-gal-containing ingredient classified as a major food allergen. Some people with AGS may also be sensitive to alpha-gal found in gelatin made from beef or pork. Products made from or cooked with mammalian fat such as lard, tallow, or suet. Meat broth, bouillon, stock, and gravy. I mean, it's really hard to listen to this. And because, uh, you know, I have had a few things and it's because um, w- during COVID, my wife and I were hit and we did not have COVID. We were hit with a bioweapon. And I'll just come out and say that. Both of us required... Um, to get the um, basically anti-venom. I can't remember the name of it, abadamadimaniab. <laughs> it was something akin to that, uh, which is, you know, which, which was a, a treatment um, that was provided, fortunately, uh, but, um, and did help us a lot. Um, but apparently, and I think we're going to get to that, that, uh, Medications such as anti-venom contain alpha-gal. Um, but here's foods that do not contain alpha-gal. So this is important to know. Because I, I want to mention this. For instance, if you or someone you care for, again, in the disability community, a lot of times, you know, folks you're taking care of can't tell you what's going on. Like our when we were taking care of our daughter, she couldn't tell us, but we had to read her. And we had to know uh, how she reacted, how she looked, was how she communicated with us. And so this thing that I'm sharing with you, AlphaGal, is that it is not recognized by every doctor that you would go to, uh, you know, or any other healthcare provider that you might find yourself in front of. They would have no idea about alpha-gal. But I think you really had better be aware. Like myself, A, I did tell you, you know, that we had that anti-venom treatment for COVID. And uh, I've been bitten a a few times by ticks. Not pleasant. Um, And treated them naturally, sometimes with doxycycline. um, But I always felt that it was the natural stuff that I did. Um that really uh, benefited me and allowed me to get over it and, you know, get back to normal life, which doesn't always happen because, you know, if you go to a regular doctor, yes, they'll prescribe you the doxycycline. Uh, And again, I am not offering anybody medical advice at all. No medical advice here. This is just information of my own experience. Um, But they they might uh, prescribe you know, the, the, uh, the antibiotic for you, but there's a lot of other stuff you need to do to overcome um, a tick bite, in my humble opinion. In my humble opinion. Here are foods that, according to the CDC, that do not contain alpha-gal. Poultry such as chicken, turkey, duck, or quail. Eggs. Fish and seafood such as shrimp. Fruits and vegetables. But there's non-food products that might contain alpha-gal, like gelatin, like glycerin, 
Like magnesium stearate, that's in a lot of supplements and vitamins. And bovine extract. Um, I wanted to read to you. Let me just step up here. Let me, let me go way back to the beginning uh, and go back to that CDC article entitled, What is Alpha-Gal? And Alpha-Gal is, this is the chemistry name, Galactose Alpha 1,3 Galactose. It's a sugar molecule found in most mammals. Again, it's not found in fish, reptiles, birds, or, or people. Unless you get bit by a tick. <laughs> Alpha-gal can be found in meat, pork, beef, rabbit, lamb, venison, and products made from mammals, including gelatin, cow's milk, and milk products. So all of these reactions, you know, are potentially... Again, we're not giving anybody any kind of medical advice. Check with your medical doctor. But they're potentially related to this alpha-gal. Now, here are some other facts. You know, um, the list of alpha-gal, and I'm going back to the Allergy Insider uh, article just to grab the, the bullet points off of here. The list of alpha-gal syndrome symptoms seems to be getting longer. And some symptoms can mimic those of IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Symptoms of alpha-gal syndrome can run the gamut from an itchy rash and hives to diarrhea and anaphylaxis. In fact, anaphylaxis occurs in up to 60% of people with the syndrome. However, according to survey results presented at the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and an immunology annual meeting, some alpha-gal syndrome patients have a wide range of seemingly new symptoms, such as those involving the cardiovascular, emotional, nervous, and motor systems. In fact, patients in the survey reported a wide range of mental health issues, such as anxiety, depression, fatigue, poor memory, irritability, sleep disturbances, etc., so, you know, 56% of patients in a, in a study uh, met the criteria for diarrhea-predominant IBS. So you might think or you even be diagnosed, potentially, uh, with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, when in fact you may have alpha-gal syndrome. So, one way to know for sure is to ask your healthcare provider for a specific IgE blood test, of, or more specifically, a component blood test. And again, this information is in the article, uh, the Allergy Insider article, that's up on encouragingangels.org. Again, to be clear, we do not offer medical advice. This is not medical advice. This is information that, you know, that's out there for informational purposes, okay? Please consult a medical professional. This is number two point on Allergy Insider. For the majority of patients in one study, it took seven years to obtain an alpha-gal syndrome diagnosis. All I can tell you is if someone we went through, it took three and a half years for us to get a correct 
diagnosis of late infantile neuronal serial lipofusinosis for our daughter, that uh, it is it, the one thing you can't do, you cannot really fight a disease until you know what it is. And so helping a healthcare provider, you know, by providing some information may be something that, you know, provides you a fast track to being able to fight what you're, you're dealing with. Um, again, this is for informational purposes only. Check the article and then consult a medical professional. Yeah, a single visit with your healthcare provider and a blood draw can help save you not only a boatload of time and money otherwise spent on specialists and unnecessary tests, but also a mountain of misery. And I can concur with that. Number three, skin prick tests aren't effective or not effective for alpha-gal and blood testing is paramount. Okay, because I, I know, again, I've never had to go for like allergy testing where they, they do like a tic-tac-toe and put different allergens in each different box. Um, but apparently the blood test is really the paramount test for alpha-gal. Number four, across the globe, bites from several types of ticks can lead to alpha-gal syndrome. So if you've been bitten by a tick... You are going to, now they say predominantly it's the Lone Star Tick, which is, of course, the uh, southeastern United States, or uh, the tick found mostly in the southeastern United States. However, alpha-gal syndrome has now been reported on all continents except Antarctica. So, um, you know, some tick species have expended, have, excuse me, extended beyond their typical home turf. Uh, that is, as hosts such as deer move into different territories, so do ticks that hitch a ride on them. So thanks to different patterns of land use, climate change, and increasing deer populations, ticks like the Lone Star Tick have spread. Now, number five, alpha-gal can hide in some surprising foods, products, and medical items. Now, they have an alpha-gal fact sheet. um, That gives you more information on this. And they come down and say, if that's not weird enough, alpha-gal may be found in various vaccines anti-venom and medical tablets. For example, acetaminophen, oxycodone, lisinopril, and oxycontin. I mean, in another listing I saw, it had, you know, it was also like aspirin. So aspirin and acetaminophen, I mean, well, who doesn't take that once in a while? Hope I don't take them too often, but, you know, I mean, that's horrible. What's more, some ingredients made from red algae, such as carrageenan, which is like a thickener you'll see in like, I don't know, milkshakes and chocolate milk, um, may also contain a type of alpha-gal. Carrageenan is sometimes used in beer, condiments, infant formulas, salad dressings, and much more. So avoiding alpha-gal isn't as easy as simply steering clear of burgers and hot dogs. 
A cancer-related drug trial led to the discovery of AlphaGal. It was uh, when they were doing drug trials, drug trials, excuse me, for cetuximab, which is an antibody treatment aimed at colorectal cancer and cancer of the head and neck that contains AlphaGal. A number of patients enrolled in the clinical trials developed anaphylaxis or hives after the first dose of cetuximab. This mysterious reaction led to further investigation and later identification of the syndrome in the mid-2000s. Number seven, some people could develop symptoms from not only eating meat, but also inhaling fumes from meat being cooked. Number eight, al- excuse me, number eight, exercise, alcohol, recent tick bites, and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs may increase risk or severity. I mean, it's, it's, it's really frightening. Um, for patients with alpha-gal syndrome, there are several cofactors that may further increase the risk for a reaction or the severity uh, of symptoms upon exposure to alpha-gal. These risk factors include atopy, for example, a genetic tendency to develop allergic diseases alcohol consumption, exercise, age, and use of medications. Other factors that may include risk include the use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs, which include aspirin, ibuprofen, like Advil, naproxen, like Aleve, uh, and uh, uh, celecoxib, which is other one known as uh, Celebrex. The sources of this information failed to provide further details about how exactly these aspects affect risk. But this is just of one of many areas of this strange syndrome that need further research. Similarly, while a single tick bite can kick off this syndrome, additional bites can increase a person's sensitivity to alpha-gal. Thankfully, the opposite is true. According to the information from the Mayo Clinic, symptoms may lessen or even disappear over time if sensitized individuals don't receive additional bites from ticks carrying alpha-gal. Well, there's a few other things here. And... Um, but this is a very, very good article. So is the CDC information. You can look that up. I'm going to leave the Allergy Insider article up. Again, 10 new and surprising facts about alpha-gal syndrome. This is something you need to, I mean, I really don't know if I have, uh, um, you know, some kind of uh, reaction regarding this modality. Um, but I think I might um, because I've had a few incidents. Um you know, it's frightening. But uh, we did see that there were foods that did that do not. So if you're having reactions, again, I'm not offering medical advice. We're just talking here. 
you know, foods that do not contain alpha-gal, poultry such as chicken, turkey, duck or quail, eggs, fish and seafood such as shrimp, fruits and vegetables. Um, but, you know, you, you there's people probably who have alpha-gal and they're being constantly exposed. They could be taking some kind of, uh, who knows, a medication or even a supplement that uh, contains gelatin uh, or magnesium stearate. That, again, that magnesium stearate is ubiquitous uh, in the production of um, supplements. Uh, and they could be reacting. Or, you know, they, they don't know why a few hours after eating a hamburger or a steak that uh, they're having this reaction. So I encourage you, the point of this, especially when it's, you're talking about special needs folks and, uh, and disabled folks, but, you know, people themselves, I mean, people are not recognizing this. The doctors are not necessarily recognizing this. That's why we need to talk about it, just to bring the level of awareness higher and to say, what about this? Um, it's really kind of nasty. It's, it's very nasty. And uh, I, although I did not do any research today on the origins of like tick-borne illnesses, uh, like Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever or whatever, my understanding, and again, uh, take this for what it's worth. This is not any kind of uh, endorsement, recommendation, or, or claiming of fact. But my understanding is that really these tick-borne illnesses were, were born out of a lab. I can't remember the island that they were done on, but uh, maybe we'll talk about that on another show. Um, folks, uh, I mean, it just appears, and again, this is just... Uh, my humble opinion, my, this is not even really opinion, this is just a, a speculation, you know, about the level of attack that people are under. And again, it says, it, you know, we read where it can be caused by a vaccine. Gee, I wonder if anybody's gotten a vaccine in the last couple of years. But this... I mean, is, I think, potentially one of the larger health concerns that the West can be facing. Because they also did do, oh, let me see if we have a, yes. I mean, it is mo this is mostly a Western disease because it's the United, they have a map on this uh, article. Again, very well done. Uh, United States, Brazil, the whole of Europe, pretty, the whole of, of Western Europe, uh, Norway, United Kingdom, uh, Germany, Belgium, France, Spain, Switzerland, Italy, uh, Sweden, uh, South Africa and the Ivory Coast, which seems a little odd, and then Australia, and then... Uh, Korea and Japan have been affected. Huh. It's almost like almost everybody who's not in the BRICS. Well, I shouldn't say that because Brazil and South Africa are here. But it's just kind of odd. Panama was in there. 
but not and not in China, not in Russia, not in India, not in the Middle East. Just it's very interesting. It's a very very Western and uh, type of thing. Yeah, you one of the things it says in this article: your tummy troubles could be caused by a tick-related ailment rather than IBS. And the discovery of that, if it's true, you know, like in your case, if you had a problem, is that that would make a world of difference in, in treating your uh, condition, especially changing your diet and who knows, I, I don't know what else you can do at this point. But I, ju- I, I, I saw this, I've had this sitting on my desk and I've wanted to do a show about this. And so I just encourage you to point people towards, you know, our website uh, to uh, take a look at that article from Allergy Insider. Very important. Ten new and surprising facts about alpha-gal syndrome. Please, folks, if you received value in this podcast, which I I couldn't see how you could not because how many people know about alpha-gal? Not many. Please Please, please share this podcast with someone you know and love so that they can hear for themselves information that might have value to them, information they might be able to maybe share with a medical professional or someone else. Again, we're not offering medical advice, but please share whatever platform you're listening on right now, whether it's Spotify or uh, Podbean or what have you. There is a share button. It's a little box with an arrow jumping out of the top. And um, you can click on that and, you know, you can text this show to somebody or email this show to somebody using the share button. Please do that. Um, <clears throat> we need to grow uh, we've been knocked on many times, many times. We, we, we've grown to, to uh, you know, three times the size we are right now and knocked down to, to uh, you know, half of what we are right now numerous times because of censorship and whatever. Um, you know, th- some things I can't explain. Uh, but please share this show. And, and help encouraging angels. And during this time of the year, at the end of the year, that you're considering your year-end giving, please consider keeping in mind encouraging angels, a tax-exempt 501c3. Um, you know, please consult your uh, tax attorney uh, or tax professional as to the applicability of a gift to your tax situation. But please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. You can give online. Just go to encouragingangels.org. Click on the Donate tab, and you can give with your plastic card by clicking on the Cornerstone link, or you can send something to RPO Box. Folks, uh, this is a a big subject, this alpha gal that we talked about today. And, uh, you know, nobody's protecting you from that. That's, you know, why we're here. We're not protecting, but we are informing. And forewarned is forearmed. Unfortunately, the, uh, the powers that be have not provided for civil defense for you. Um, unlike other 
you know, governments around the world, the powers that be in the, uh, you know, the confines of Conus, uh have not provided for the civil defense. We have literally ha- have allowed millions of undocumented aliens come across our borders and to take up residence for, for reasons that we do not fully know. Jack Lawson has put together a book, actually a resource, actually a two-volume set, actually 950 pages with co-authors of, of the other chapters like N.C. Scout, uh, who wrote the communications chapter, like Matt Brack and Navy Seal, who wrote on night fighting, like Sam Culper, who wrote on area study, which is intelligence, and Jack Lawson himself writing on the neighborhood protection team, on putting together uh, your neighbors to, uh, to come together in a time of crisis and how to do that effectively and safely. Uh, and so much more on food, water, nuclear war survival skills. We are facing a potential nuclear war, ladies and gentlemen, um, in my humble opinion. And again, this resource known as Civil Defense Manual can be yours for $100. Think about that, 950 pages of this type of information, you know, at your fingertips, especially if, for instance, the grid goes down. So... Um, you can take a look at Civil Defense Manual at civildefensemanual.com. And uh, in my humble opinion, it is worth it. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Samansky, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.